calories, conversations, connecting collectors and art enthusiasts. Good morning, everybody. Hello, hello. Welcome all to another Audio Galleries. I say another episode 21 of Audio Galleries, a rug radio production hot on the tail of a great show last week. I am Benjamin White at Hello Ben White on X, your host, bringing you more art, more inspiration to create, joined by my colleague, Sigrid, who is managing the AG account. All previous 20 episodes of Audio Galleries are also podcast episodes available on Apple, on Spotify, on YouTube, etc. Go and check them out after this show, not now. Quick disclaimer! This show is not intended to, nor should it be treated as financial advice. Do your own research and stay safe in Web3. It is also a recorded spaces that will go on to be a published podcast. Please consider this when requesting to speak later in the episode. Can I ask a few favours? Can you all jump up into the nest at the top of the space and retweet this spaces, this room? Uh, Let people know what we're doing in here. And also, if you want to go down into the bottom right-hand corner, I see someone has already. Introduce yourselves. Ask any questions as we go. I will pick them up. I will answer them if you are shy and don't like to come up. If you do like to come up, by all means, request. And later on in the episode, I will bring some additional faces up to ask some questions if they would like. (sighs) Episode 20, last week, with Stephen Bliss, was fantastic. Stephen of Rockstar Grand Theft Auto fame and his beautiful artwork, Sin Petica. Um, It was the first show back following our summer break, and Stephen did not disappoint his candid answers covering the potential and also the frustration he has endured in Web3. And I thought it was really, really refreshing to hear him talk that way. Thanks to those who joined. Thanks to those who minted Stephen's work. Share of revenue for artists minting with audio galleries is now over $215,000, which is absolutely incredible. For context, if you are new Audio Galleries is an art-focused Web3 project working to connect emerging and established artists with a community of digital art collectors and enthusiasts. The show features an artist creating stunning artwork with a story to tell and making it available via the blockchain. I interview these guests um, and we learn more about their style and their inspiration and their process and their previous works and their future plans. And during the show, we launch an open edition Uh, Although this week, it's a generative edition. Yeah. Uh, Mint with our friends at OpenSea, with artwork provided by our guests and available to purchase between 15 and 75 US dollars. Audio Gallery's Mint Pass holders who mint these pieces will also be rewarded with additional exclusive pieces, airdrops. More on that when today's Mint goes live. The bears from Stephen's uh, Mint last week were all airdropped this afternoon. Ah, for more information, please go to Audio Galleries uh, in t- Twitter, X, and follow that, and then you can find out all the rest of it. Discord, newsletters, all the rest of it. I am delighted to welcome back Tristan, Creator Partnerships at OpenSea. Hey, Tristan. Hey, Ben. How's it going? Ah, 
Lovely to hear your voice. It's going well. How are you? How was Japan? I'm doing great. Japan was amazing. I'm so jet lagged, so oh. you're gonna be you're gonna be driving this bus today. But no worries. Uh, I'm, I'm so happy excited to. to be here, Ricardo. Chi- I'm such a huge fan. Yeah, absolutely. Chime in when you're ready. Uh, but it's great to have you back, and I can't wait to catch up with you about Japan. I want to hear all about it. Thrilled to be here. Thanks for having me again. No worries. Our artist today. I'm so delighted to make this introduction. Ricardo Carvalho. I think I pronounced that correctly, is a Spanish artist with an eclectic style that comes from his relationship with folk art, European medieval iconography, comic books, tribal imagery. Oh, where to begin? Uh, Ricardo's art is all about stories and characters and their experiences across time. Utilizing art as a complex narrative, he often focuses on portraiture and iconography. Oh, Ben, say that again. Iconography to propel his protagonists to champion their unique tales. Referencing historical and fictional illustrations, his use of asymmetry and symbolism connects to a modern and playful audience. I love it. His portfolio features public murals, art exhibitions across the globe, from Paris to Moscow, Mexico City to Singapore, and his body of work, illustrations, graphic novels, fashion, collaborations, digital artworks, toys, and his own clothing essentials, notably, he has collaborated with Gucci, Alexander McQueen, Catronada, Swizz Beats, Mercedes-Benz, Air Jordan, Bally, Starbucks, EA Sports, and Superplastic. What a resume. Ricardo Cavallo, welcome to Audio Galleries. <laughs> Thank you, Ben. How are you? You, you explained the whole thing extremely well. <laughs> I, that, that, I, I need that text, please. I, I will. <laughs> I'll send it over. It took me a little while. Um, it's so lovely to have you on, Ricardo. I know that you are not a Thank regular you. public speaker, so I, and I also nope. know that English is not your first language. So I will, try, nice. I will try to slow down a little bit. Um, and uh, and please do, don't be worried. Don't be nervous. It's all good. We're all friends here. Um, it's amazing to have you here with us. How are you, first of all? I'm good. I'm, I'm really happy uh, because uh, I mean, the, the main reason is uh, the, the, this, this new generative uh, NFT. I'm, I'm, really, I'm really excited. It's, I was talking with uh, André. We will talk with him later, my mm-hmm. brother. Um, this is one of the, for me, is one of the highest uh, levels we've been doing something in for the last 12 years, maybe, uh, in terms of art in terms of passion, in terms of just showing our inner kids. So I'm, I'm, I'm so happy. Great. Well, I am so happy to have you here. It's a real pleasure. I, I sought you out back when we were first setting up audio galleries. And it's really interesting because your, your universal, your universal <laughs> symbol um, is yeah. the, the heart with the flame. And I, I know you yeah. have that tattooed as well on your hands. And very interestingly... <laughs> I also yeah. have a heart with flames tattooed very small on between my index finger and my thumb. And, uh, and I was nice. just like, holy moly, not only do I love this guy, but he's also got the same tattoos as me. Well, kind of. <laughs> um, but it was, uh, it was, you know, it's been a real, real pleasure pulling this whole collection together with you. I'm so excited to talk about it. Folks, if you want to, if you want to check out the work whilst we're talking... Um, it has been minting for 24 hours to a very, very small select few, 100 pieces, to um, holders of an edition that we ran with with Ricardo a few months ago in the Audio Galleries Discord. Mm-hmm. So folks have been able to get um, early access tokens 1 to 100, 
and then the rest of the tokens um, will be available in about 20 minutes. Um, but you can go to the homepage of OpenSea right now and you can check out the work that has already been minted. And I'm sure you will all agree it is absolutely stunning. Ricardo, why don't we start with some questions? Yeah. I would sure. love to know how you became an artist. That's an easy one. Um, my father is also an artist. So when I was born, our house was uh, more a studio than a house. So I was surrounded always by canvas and paint and brushes and markers. So I, I mean, uh, I could choose another way. I mean, I was never pushed to be an artist. That's like almost suicide. But um, uh, I don't know. I, I, it became natural. You know, I was just at first I was doing the same thing like my father because you do that when you're a kid and I was uh, the more I was spending time drawing I, I understood that that would be like a, I always say it's like my actual country you know my, my homeland um, the art uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm free there and I, uh, I'm free to, to express everything that I have in my mind obsessions and things that I am afraid of and happy of uh, happy with so it's um it's like my homeland, so it's it became natural, and of course I, I did all the the stops like in high school arts and fine arts in the university, and then a few years of a struggle, of course, before uh, becoming a professional artist. And I'd say for the last 12, 13 years, uh, I've been just been professional in, in amazing. Art. And I love hearing that about you. Things that you are passionate and kind of like fantasize over things that are um really exciting for you things that make you happy <laughs> things that make you sad are you are you quite yeah. obsessive are you because like this body of work is so vast <laughs> and like i i feel like actually also that the all of the traits that you've got in there i think you could have carried on i'm certain you could have carried on i think you've you've had to be quite disciplined um to to stop yeah. where you did I'd say more uh, the word I'd say it's passionate, uh, especially right now. Uh, we've been talking about this before. Um, um, I, I I can say with no shame that a few years ago I was thinking that maybe um, mix my inner kids uh, passion that I still keep uh, and my work. It wouldn't be so serious if I can say that in a in a stupid artistic um, um, uh, area or atmosphere. But I, I don't know, maybe through a personal um, tunnel that I went through uh, because of uh, depression and I was working with therapy, I understood that uh, if I'm here as an artist, I have to, to be true. And that means to take whatever the things that I'm passionate of and, and just uh, talk uh, about them and with, that, uh, with them in my, in my work. So for the last, I say, two, three years, I'm just like... Uh, I'm really passionate more than ever about showing what I what I have in my side in, in, inside of me, and um, yeah, just showing my passion like fantasy, as you mentioned, you know, all that type of universe like Tolkien and uh, vampires and I don't know medieval <laughs> stuff and monsters and all these type of things. Um, I'm not. I mean, I don't feel ashamed anymore. You know, I, I I'm proud of it, and I want to talk about the things that I want to talk about my work, but with that kind of uh, grammar or vocabulary. I love that. And I really get this sense of like nostalgia too when I look at your work. I, I look at it and I see yeah. references to Dungeons and Dragons and to um, Zelda and to Lord of the Rings and yeah. all of these different things. And, and it, for me, 
observing your artwork it kind of feels very comfortable for me it feels like uh i could yeah. i could like nestle in and, and read a story and uh and i love that about it it's amazing tell me then oh yeah. go on no I mean, go on no no yeah. no please finish no 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 i'm i'm, I'm done <laughs> well i'd love to i'd love to know about the art scene like where you are from or or what uh artwork you kind of like grew up around what 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 has it influenced your work yeah um again it's something that i've been trying uh, a few years ago i was trying to hide uh, trying to become a serious, boring artist. And now, uh, as I mentioned before, and now I'm, I'm really happy to show what I, what is my, the, the, you know, the, the fountains, the, the, the sources of my inspiration. I'd say since I'm a kid, of course, comics, I think comic books, it's been the first, um, the first time that I was facing uh, any kind of a publication edition book with uh, more drawings than, than words. My father had a, an amazing Conan uh, collection and I was uh, obsessed even before that I was able to read of course I was eating and drinking all those images uh, so comic books uh, of course cartoon uh, um, it's, it's something that I, uh, I, I I've been watching TV when I was a kid like for hours that's not so good guys but uh, I was there <laughs> it was in the 80s it was different <laughs> um, and I was drawing when I was watching cartoons so I, it's kind of a you know it's it's not so bad um, comics, cartoon, and when I when I grew up and I was more adult, I was discovering another ways of um, let's say art, and I became really obsessed with uh, art brut or outsider art. Is um, you know it's a, a path not so well known, but really really interesting. Um, that I, I invite people to to check it out in case they they don't they don't uh, know uh, a lot of uh, about it. It's really interesting. It's to me, it's a mix of um, non-academic way of doing things, uh, but speaking about really deep stuff. Uh, and I love that combination. That's amazing. And uh, I, I love hearing all of those kind of like tales of the way people grew up. I mean, I'm a child of the 80s also, and I can vouch uh, we yeah. watched way too much television. In our... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, who or what? inspires you ricardo i'd love to know like what work you look at as a fan and as a um as an admirer you know what uh, um i i always uh seem kind of a, a a snob guy but i don't have like particular people or artists uh to be i mean of course there's a thousand of them but um i there's nobody in particular uh i always say something really <laughs> really um how can i say with no so so much sense i say uh, history of art i can't pay attention of I, I was again when i was a kid my father he used to have encyclopedia i don't know like a five or uh, fifty thousand pages of uh, history of art and i was spending a lot of time just watching i don't know sculpture from the primitive ages or uh, medieval art um and i know the history of art is being one of the the main pillars or columns for for to, to pay attention you know amazing and uh and uh, do you know what i find i often get that answer actually from many of the artists that we've worked with yeah. i find that it's not that they don't appreciate other people's art it's that they are observing it but they're always thinking about what they are going to create and i i find that all the time um i had a really similar conversation with philip colbert uh, a few a few months yeah. ago and he was like it's not that i don't like 
other people's artwork. It's just that I'm always thinking about what I'm going to do next. Exactly. Uh, it sounds like really um, like a, a huge ego, but um, but to be an artist is also like, a, I always say that ego is like a horse and you have to ride that horse in, in the proper way to not be, an, uh, to not be a, annoying, but at the same time to look, you know, wonderful and amazing and you, you cannot uh, watch to the other side. So yeah, it's, it's uh, something like that. Fantastic. Some of the artists been mentioned in response to that question like their fear of sort of consuming too much art that will then influence their work too much and they want to ensure that there's you know it's true originality I guess in their work Ricardo is that something that you think about when you know consuming other art or like you know constantly thinking about what you're going to be doing next yeah that's a really nice question I mean it happens it's really interesting um uh, I have to say that, of course, I love to go to museums and uh, galleries and, and most of my Instagram feed, for instance, uh, it's art. But um, uh, if, I, if I want to um, feed my background, my universe, usually it comes from another different kind of art. It's not painting or illustration. It's more movies, uh, a lot of uh, video clips and music vi- uh, videos. It's it's always it's been always like a big inspiration to me, and it's always giving me more uh, a lot of ideas. Of course, comics, books, documentaries. Um, it's from those places where I get the, the the main ideas. And if I check in, let's say art, or I'm gonna check uh, uh, I don't know Gothic art for this. It's just to find tools or a proper way to show what I want to talk when I learn something in another movie or a song or something like that. It's, it's weird, but I use art for um, how to translate. And the other, the, the other kind of arts, let's say, like, like, like I mentioned before, is more like a, the, the ideas are coming from there. Or maybe it's about um, uh, the feeling. Uh, I feel more connected with other things. Uh, from music, for instance, or movies, and then it touches something inside of myself, and then I go to the art to see how can I translate that. Yeah, it really does come through in your work because you can tell, like, you know, Ben teed it up really nicely when he talked about the stories that your art really um, conveys, and I think that that very much shows in the way that you're consuming different types of media and, and different art forms, and then portraying that in your style and your way through your lens. You've mentioned now a couple times sort of emotion feeding into your work. And also you briefly mentioned mental health. I'm curious yeah. what and if that has played a role in your art and, you know, if there's any sort of um, like, if you get anything from creating like in terms of like positive mental health or being able to sort of convey emotion in a way that you may not be able to, I know art can be very therapeutic, but curious what role mental health has played maybe in your, in your journey as an artist. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I I mentioned before that I went through a a depression for a year and I had to work in therapy about that. And I can say for sure when I was depressed, I wasn't able to handle a pencil, not at all. Uh, I connect, I link directly to draw and pain with being happy, with being full of energy, because it's something that I, I enjoy and I need to be with energy for doing that. It's like, okay, I want to play a match of football, but I'm so, so tired that I'm not going to enjoy it. So if I'm down, I, 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 
I try not to be, but of course I'm a human person, so I work not to be a lot. Um, if I'm down, I'm not drawing or painting, and I don't even get in nice ideas about that. The thing is something that I always, when I talk about the, my depression, uh, I can say that I learned so, so many things for practical life, and of, of course, but also as an artist, but um, I need, I always take, uh, to, if I want to start to work, I always need to have the positive energy. That's not so difficult to me, but um, it's not like maybe music, you know, we always say uh, the best songs is when you're sad and you write that song, blah, blah, blah. And, and that's true. Uh, but in my case, uh, when I visit my homeland, as I mentioned before, I need to be happy. I need to be full of energy and I want to enjoy the, the 30 minutes or the three hours that I'm going to be in that session. It's, it's really amazing um, to hear your process or of processing um, and how it's really separate from the process of creating for you. And I think it really shows yeah. in your work because you have these um, different motifs and, and, you know, monsters and certain things that could be portrayed yeah. as scary, but they really do show up in your work in a really joyful and comfortable and whimsical mm. way, which I think is really fascinating. And um, that was really amazing context to help really like explore your work a little bit more. Thank you. Thank I love you. the word whimsical, Tristan. <laughs> you can come back for sure. Um, well, perfectly yeah. teed up as well for Ricardo for my next question, which was to talk more than about the artistic process. And I don't, I don't know uh -huh. if I mean the, 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 the process of kind of getting in the zone. I think I mean more about like the literal process because your pictures, paintings, drawings, illustrations whatever you want to call them, they're so intricate and they're, and they're so absolutely like totally you. I can, someone could, someone could put, I think I said this to Stephen last week. I can't believe I'm going to repeat it, but someone could put a hundred images in front of me and I would be able to pick yours out yeah. and they could be similar, but I would still be able to pick yours out. Your work is so like uh, clearly your own. And, uh, and so I'm, I'm really curious to know, like, What's your process of, of creation, creativity? Um, I don't even, I don't even show, sure uh, about that. And I think it's good because um, there's, there's, there's no magic, of course, but I call it magic because I don't think about that much. Um, I, I know there's a process about, uh, as I said before, feeding my inner universe. I don't know, watching movies, reading comic books, uh, playing with my with my sons, I don't know. Everything works, um, but I don't process the things like okay. So this movie is gonna work in this in this way to my next project, or I never choose. Of course, if I'm investigating something and I'm going deeper in a subject, I, I'm I'm doing a research and I know that, that it's gonna give give me more info about a particular project that I'm I'm developing. But um, I just. Uh, I always say something really boring that what I do is I work a lot. Uh, the good thing is I also work so fast that I don't process a lot what I'm doing. It's it's becoming something natural. It's coming like natural. Like uh, I, I I cook the idea in my mind and then I just you know I just um, let uh, in a way go uh, let go to the paper or the canvas. Um, using the usual grammar, the usual vocabulary, the usual, the usual symbols. 
I don't think about about it. Sorry, because I give it. I, I didn't give any any tip or any. Um, <laughs> no, not I, at all. I didn't unveil the the, the surprise, but uh, I don't I don't think about it, and I and I won't keep it like that because it means like it becomes from guts from the guts, and it's uh, natural, you know. I uh, I love that, and I love the fact that you're. It feels like you kind of like get into a state where you can then just like let the work flow out of you as opposed to sit there and think about all of the little intricacies, which is when you look at your work, I mean, that's amazing because there are so many fine details. Um, Then let's talk then a little bit about storytelling because we released the journey and then we've moved Mm -hmm. into this collection, your first generative collection, which is called the inventory Tell me about what storytelling means to your practice. Um, there's we, uh, Andrea and me, we're always talking, we are always using this kind of uh, concept for any kind, almost any kind of project. Then we uh, transform it uh, in the shape that, that is needed for the, any project. But we always talk about uh, adventures or quests, you know. Uh, we both are really obsessed, as I mentioned before, with all these uh, fantasy universe and of course uh, quests and adventures is something pretty basic on that um, so uh, we were we've been working and developing uh, NFT things uh, for a few months years already um, it's and it's been always connected even from the very first thing that I made it's been it's belonging in a way to the same universe you'll see in the future everything is connected um, there's like a lore, like an actual lore, um, where everything belongs to the same one. But you know, it's like you know having Marvel universe, and you have so many different paths, so many different micro universes inside of this universe. So this one in particular, uh, the story is pretty clear. I mean, we're gonna go for you know having some adventures, and the first thing you need for an adventure is a backpack. Uh, so that's the journey. You are getting the backpack and you, after that, what you need? Something inside your backpack. Uh, so that's the inventory, the things you need for your adventure. So, of course, this is the beginning of a story that we are we intend to, to continue, of course. Love it. And I love it when you and I were talking about, like, what you were going to create. And we're going to get into the the whole, like, creative process for a generative edition for sure but i'm um, yeah when we spoke about this i remember you were talking initially about this idea perhaps like maps and i i, yeah. I love the fact that because your artwork isn't like digital in its truest sense in the, you know in the sense like it, yeah. it still feels very comical very um very very yeah. like illustrative and and so mm-hmm. I, I was just wondering based on the detail like how on earth you were going to create something generative that would be different all of the time and uh and (laughs) and then i saw this idea of the inventory and we were talking about rpg games right and and i love this and because this for me i am a child of the super nintendo the sega mega drive the playstation one and i remember what it meant to take your character around a game and um, and like collect items and only being able to carry a certain number of items yeah. at a time and always being able to refer to the map and I I it, like yeah. I love this what what give me a little bit about that just quickly like why that inspiration came sure. to you. 
Well, I have to say it's a, it starts a little bit sad, but it gets better. <laughs> um, when I was a kid, I, I, we had no money, you know, for, for video games, uh, but I knew <laughs> they exist. So I was just uh, having a peek about them, um, but I wasn't able. Uh, my favorite video game, I think, is A Link to the Past from uh, Super Nintendo Zelda. Uh, and I, the first time that I was able to play it is was, was maybe five years ago when I was... I, I, I was able to have the whole thing that I needed for, um, but of course I've been paying. It became like an obsession when I was a kid because I wanted that. I wanted. I was obsessed with uh, Baldur's Gate. Um, I, in fact, Baldur's Gate is one of the main um, sources of inspiration for this kind of thing. The the, the inventory and everything. Um, and I like. I, I'm. I. I always like. I mean, I have my own inventory for. Uh, you know, this kind of uh, everyday carry thing. Uh, your your backpack with your things for every day. I love that. So I wanted to do something like that, like a pay, paying a tribute to the kid that I was, but I wasn't able to. You know, play with those inventories. So now I wanted to create something uh, with my with my language, with my style. Amazing. Uh, I'm going to play a very quick little jingly jingly, which is, uh, no, wrong one. Here we go. Artist Edition is live. And that means that the public mint for the inventory by Ricardo Cavallo, 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 that's right, yeah? Have I got that right? <laughs> Cavolo. Cavolo. Yeah, it's Italian. I'm not Italian, but the word Italian, the word is Italian. <laughs> uh, so the uh, generative edition is now live and we are already well up from 71 as we were before it started to 118. So uh, 119, sorry, one's just gone. Uh, but yes, really, really excited. Let me just give everybody a very quick run through of what's going on here. So Ricardo has created an absolutely amazing collection of artworks that are built out of like uh, what would we call the uh, so we've got like uh, backgrounds we've got I, why can't i think of the bit that goes around the outside why can't i think of the word for that border <laughs> a frame a frame the borders border, yeah. oh my god thank yeah. you so much <laughs> i went i froze uh, but yes yeah, so we've got these wonderful backgrounds these wonderful borders and then inside we have companions we have constellations we have eight items which range from uh little game boys to walkmans to collectible cards flowers food um all kinds of uh comic books we have a, like a traveling aid like a compass or there's a few different kind of varieties yeah. of that we have a weapon we have a companion which is so cute these little pets are so <laughs> cute we also have runes um which are like tablets yeah. with very uh, like almost viking or medieval kind of um inscriptions on them uh it is absolutely incredible there are i mean there could have been thousands of uh of iterations of of generate generations of this uh this artwork but we capped it at 999 um they are available now you go to openc.io it is on the front home page as the banner um you can click through to that drop page you can mint up to 10 pieces and uh, we are really excited to bring that to you. Holders of the Audio Galleries Mint Pass, if you mint one of these and you have your Mint Pass and they are in the same wallet, really, really important, because I then take a snapshot 
in the middle of next week. And then I will airdrop another piece of artwork, which Ricardo sent to me this afternoon. And it is absolutely beautiful. Thank you so much again, Ricardo. It's another beautiful piece. Thank you. So yeah, really, really Thanks. looking forward to that rolling out. So head over to there now. Um, and it's 999 pieces. And we're really looking forward to, to minting this. Thanks to the team at OpenSea for your support for that. Let's move back into some questions. Um, I'd, I'd actually, I'd actually quite like to know a little bit more about uh, your your discovery of Web three and the Web three space. Uh-huh. Tell me. Well, yeah, it's that, that's uh, that's Andres fault, in fact, um, because he's been more uh, he's more the brain, you know, in in this in this <laughs> um, in this path. Yeah, I mean, he's the one understanding and designing, you know, the kind of the, the projects we're developing. And I am a simple worker with uh, pencils, uh, Apple pencils in this case. Um, so yeah, I mean, of course we've been always. The, the nice thing of this um, this new path for us is is the first, not the first time, but it's it's like the main path we have now to develop just our obsessions. As I mentioned before, we've been really into fantasy, uh, all the kind, all, all these type of things, and and we're just, you know, it's. We're using this freedom given, you know, in this Web three. I, I I feel that when I when I if I have to talk about it, there's a a freedom, um, uh, maybe not having in in another um, paths like with galleries and another circuits, you know. So uh, we were we were feeling free just to uh, become crazy and okay, let's just start this thing that we are obsessed with since since we were kids, and uh, and that's the thing we're doing, and we have. Believe me, we have dozens of ideas and um, uh, how can I say games, projects for the future in, in for Web three because uh, we we have understand we have understood that it's a it's a proper place to develop these type of things and we we see it's it's easy to connect with someone like you for instance also feeling and understanding that kind of universe and it's it's. It's really nice. I'm I'm always talking about uh, when I talk about the people um, enjoying my art. I talk about them like family, uh, familia, and we also talk about that. And and I feel that we are you know we are having we're starting to have also a family in in Web three, and I'm thrilled with that. I'm, I'm really happy. Yeah, I, I couldn't be happier for you. So Andre, you are the brains of the outfit. I understand. I was surprised to hear that, having spoken with you a few times. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, Andre? Uh, I, I'm, I'm very good, thank you. I'm really happy that the space is uh, recorded because um, <laughs> this means that uh, I will be able to... Uh, to re-listen to this uh, statement by Ricardo. Yeah. <laughs> how, how has it been for you though? Like bringing, so you work really closely with Ricardo. You help him with like his positioning and his placement of his work and collaborations and all yeah. of those things. Tell me what it's been like working uh, from a Web three perspective and 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 helping kind of like integrate and create this uh, collection. Well, w- working uh, together with Ricardo for the past now uh, twelve or thirteen years, uh, it's as Ricardo says, uh, storytelling and um, creating universes uh, was was always like uh, one of our main um, inspiration or like something that really like drove us happy. Uh, so that so we were trying always to like uh, do more of that <laughs> in our everyday. And when um, uh, three or four years ago, uh, when uh, Fuck Render introduced me to um, uh, 
NFT, you know, the blockchain, like I couldn't, it was like, I couldn't believe, you know, like it, for me, it was like a revelation, you know, it was like, this was the missing piece in how Ricardo could elevate his storytelling. I, I, I it took me, <laughs> it took me a long time uh, with Ricardo to understand how we could do that and and most of all why we should do that uh, but we observed a lot of uh, of course you know all the projects all the collections you know our our community were reacting to different type of art and different type of of uh, concepts um so we decided to create um, a first small collection, almost in the shadow. I think we 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 didn't invest any anything uh, any money into marketing. We just we just made that. So Ricardo made the first collection called the uh, uh, Champions of the Lost Alchemy, and this was like really an exercise for us to know how how it was working. Uh, so uh, I think that happened like in 2021. Um, and as to be honest, I, I think when we when we minted the first uh, work, I. I didn't. I didn't know if anybody would be interested in that. Um, and to my surprise, we were able to um, sell out everything uh, very, very quickly. And we and we gathered that first um, family. You know, that first crowd of people who are um, still with us every day since that day. You know, and it's and 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 of course they became friends. We we talk and we and we we exchange ideas and and we it's it's. It's really something different from, let's say, the corporate world, you know, or the commercial, um, you know, uh, collaboration that Ricardo uh, has been doing in the past, you know, twelve years. So we are, we are actually feeling like we could do this, you know, all the time, you know, and and reduced the amount of, uh, you know, commercial collaborations and increased the amount of um, family-related projects, you know, and so uh, so for us, it's really. Um, it's a game changer, but we are trying to make things right and to make things slow so that we are able to uh, adapt, you know. And uh, of course, uh, we we prefer to, uh, how do you say, under promise and you know over deliver. So, <laughs> if I yeah, is that it is, yeah, it is, so. yeah, yeah and, uh, and it's always a good way to be. Uh, I try to do that with audio galleries too. So uh, under promise, over deliver, and you can't go wrong really as a founder, I would say. Um, thanks, Andre. I appreciate that. And uh, perhaps come up in a moment when we start talking about what it's been like to actually pull this collection together, because that's something that uh, I know has been really, really exciting for Ricardo and his practice. Um, Ricardo, back to you. I did mute you a moment ago. So sorry, you will need to unmute yourself again. Um this is obviously your first generative collection. We've been working on it for what feels like a while now. Um, I would love to know, I would love you to tell me what it's been like as a process to create all of these individual pieces that have then gone on to make up such a, a bigger body of work. And also your view on like the 999 supply, because I know that was something we really toyed with the idea of this being open and and just you know, unlimited or actually capping it and saying, no, let's try and make it a bit more intimate and let's try and make it a bit more special for those who really believe in what you're doing and want to be a part of that longer term journey. And you need to bring yourself off mute to Ricardo. Please don't tell me I've lost. Oh, there he is. Sorry. I thought sorry, I'd lost sorry. you. <laughs> no worries. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> sorry. No, 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 no. Um, I have to say, by my part of the the process, the project, it's been uh, delightful. I mean, I I have been really because I've been always 
I always wanted to develop something like, you know, as I said before, as I mentioned before, my own inventory with my own obsessions, mixing a skeletal toy with a Game Boy, with comics, with magic cards, everything. So um, I was, you know, uh, like, like Mr. Barnes when he shakes his hands because he knows he's getting something tasty. Um, I, I, I was in that mood. Uh, I was really, I couldn't wait to start to, to draw. Also because, as I said before, I'm, I, I like to work fast. And in this case, even if it's so, so detailed, um, it's, it's made by pieces. We mentioned that borders, maps, inventory, miscellaneous rooms. So every single element is, it's, is is simple in a way, you know. So uh, I, it was like uh, having all the time like um, sweets, you know, candies all the time. Uh, and I was enjoying that because uh, the next one, it could be even better. And uh, I would have more fun even than the, the previous one. So I had to be uh, to be honest and to be, um, uh, how can I say, fair. I have to say I enjoyed a lot. Uh, and the hard work has been for Andre in this case because he was the one uh, preparing every single item in its way, in its position, in its own folder. I mean, it, it's been a nightmare for him. I know he enjoyed it in a way, but I think uh, this time I'm the one enjoying uh, <laughs> I It's really interesting, right? I wonder how many people who follow Web3 and have minted multiple projects and been a part of all of this yeah. are really, really clear in term on what it actually takes to create a collection in terms of like traits and placement of traits traits and moving them into folders and working with a developer on like the frequency in which they appear and there are so many yeah. variables uh, in the creation of this and I, I mean i don't know if you know offhand uh ricardo or andre how many traits are in this collection because there are a few right i think andre knows better than yeah. himself oh uh <laughs> Yeah, I, oh, I think there is uh, there is probably over, uh, I want to say maybe three, four hundred. Yeah. Uh, but as as Ricardo said, well, you know, at at first um, we wanted to, like at some point we wanted to do more, but then we we decided to you know what let's let's try to first assemble them, you know, and because <laughs> there was a bit of magic in our mind where we thought that maybe just creating the the artworks. You know, we just have to put them in a machine that just creates, <laughs> <that> just creates <laughs> results. Uh, but that's uh, that's uh, that's that was when I think the learning curve was uh, the most, uh, I would say, uh, abrupt. <laughs> uh, it was to <laughs> to realize, you know, that all those different positions uh, and all the different scenarios, as you know, had to be made, you know, by. Yeah. By us, <laughs> and and so you've been working closely with uh, A Town and the guys over at uh, MetaSeed. Oh. They yeah. were introduced to me by Tristan, our lovely Tristan here, who has helped and all of the generative drops that we've done with audio galleries. The guys at MetaSeed have taken care of, and they do such a wonderful job of that. What has it been like working with a you know a technical team? And I, I'm not going to take do um, uh, A Town or Evan any disservice by saying like you know like you you're very much the creative in that relationship and they're very very much technical and they, they work on the coding and the placement of pieces and stuff like what has it been like pulling this collection together and in with that new kind of relationship for you well i there is no way that we could have achieved this without this team you know i i think that uh, um i'm fortunate because i come from a, a cartoon background so i 
where I was able to uh, work in a blend of art and technology and mathematics. You know, so I was I was uh, able to translate uh, and to summarize, you know, the the obstacles and 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 the general idea, you know, be, be, between uh, uh, Ricardo and between Metaseeds. But it was such a, such a fruitful experience because now we know that, I mean, yes, I, I, we're super proud of, you know, I mean, we put hundreds of hours into this, uh, but because we did it ourselves and because we, I mean, there was a lot of, uh, you know, sweat, you know, tears and a bit of blood in that process. Uh, but now we know, you know, I mean, we, we wore those boots and we walked that, that path and, uh, and, we're so excited because we know that there is so many ways for us to be able to connect that collection to so so many things that we wanted to do for such a long time. So uh, it's uh, it's uh, yeah, I, I really I really cannot wait for for us to be you know jumping into the you know the next chapter of yeah. that of that uh, you know. And narrative. I think that, that's really <laughs> important for people to know, right? Is whereas many of the and and this is I'm not playing down many of the other mints that we've done but many of the mints that we have done have been pieces of artwork to celebrate an artist's practice and the journey stops there and this collection very much is a part of the broader narrative that ricardo is you know uh, looking forward to rolling out in the web3 space that's that's a fair thing to say right uh, yeah, absolutely. Awesome, yeah. awesome, awesome. I love it. Um, I would love to know, uh, we spoke a little bit about this kind of like uh, pivot, Ricardo, that you guys have taken from kind of like commercial collaborations now into this kind of like working and pr- creating work that you can share with the family. And I love the fact that you call them that. Going back though to those kind of like collaborations, I mean, you've had some fantastic ones you've worked with great music acts you've worked with you know big super brands like mercedes-benz and uh, and the tequila brand that i can never pronounce um <laughs> there we are uh, t- tell me uh tell me what it's been like when you uh, you know collaborate with other brands and what it means to you to be able to put your artwork out there uh for other audiences to discover uh, via a different product. I, I always think that, I always say that um, I love the challenge to change the format, you know, the canvas. I love to be working this week for, uh, I don't know, for the design of a sneakers. And then the next week is about to uh, illustrations for a book and then for fashion. And that, that change, you know, that commuting from this to the next one, um, Usually, you should be feel a little bit afraid of because it's you know it's a change and change usually it's uh, frightening sometimes. But I love that also because I hate um, uh, to be bored, uh, so I need that change. Uh, so um, just the the the, the jump, jumping from this format to the next format is always amazing. And if you mix that with this, the fact that sometimes when we're working with a big big brand, so your work has been seen in uh, all, probably all over the world or in a big part of the world or almost in the other point of the the, the, the globe and i love that uh, again it's about the family it's like i don't i mean of course we're working because we need the money but the soul you know uh, i feel my, my soul is, is is fed just feeling this connection with people from thailand 
uh, Melbourne or Chile. And uh, I love that, oh, maybe because I was a lonely kid, <laughs> probably. Uh, so I feel I, it's one of the best feelings that I have uh, with, this, with this work. Beautiful. Um, I've got a, a silly question for you. You, uh, I've seen you, you create, <laughs> like you've drawn the Joker. I've seen you draw all of the Simpsons characters. I've seen you drawing like multiple different characters from like popular culture. What, what's yeah. your favorite group of characters to draw and why? Nah, I, I cannot, I cannot choose. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I, no, 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 I can't, I can't. I mean, there's, there's a space for all of them. Uh, um, of course, and I'm happy to say that it depends on the day, it depends on the year, it depends on the month. I mean, last, maybe a couple of years ago, uh, I was obsessed as usual, but since I was a kid with The Simpsons, because I was working in a book about them, uh, and then I moved to the Motu uh, universe because I needed that, and I'm happy to have in all those sons and, and daughters, you know, in my in my universe. Um, so I'm not choosing. I'm I'm sorry, but uh, I'm not choosing <laughs> this time. Can you can you tell me then uh, that one thing I'm curious about? You have this really yeah. uh, iconic thing within your practice where you create double sets of eyes so you you create oh, yeah, a set of yeah. eyes on top of another set of eyes can you tell me a little bit about the the story behind that yes um as my brother andre would say in a nutshell uh i can say that uh well my my, my parents got divorced when i was uh, when i was two years old and my mother she got married with uh with a roma uh, or gypsy man uh so i was um I was introduced to that world in Spain is, is uh, there's a lot of uh, gypsies or Roma people um, and they were living in a different way. We can say in the eighties, usually with uh, a lot of, uh, you know, poverty and everything. Um, so, and, and, and a lot of them uh, in, in between them, my, my, my father-in-law, he wasn't able to read or, or write uh, when he was 40 years old. So my mother, he was uh, teaching him when, when they met. Um, and I found out when I was a kid and I told him, because he was really wise, and I told him, how are you so wise if you don't, you can't write or read, you know, this, this idiot thing when you're a kid. And he told me, because I've seen so many things in my life because he's been selling donkeys all over Spain with his uh, dad since he was six, seven years old. So he saw everything in the, in the, in the, in the trips. So I, I love that. The more you see, the more you know, the deeper you are. So it's like giving to my characters uh, something nice. It's a superpower or just, uh, um, you know, a, a touch of love. Uh, I see it. More so, it. So it's like giving them yeah. the opportunity to see more with more eyes. Uh-huh. Exactly. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that. Um, we have a very good friend of mine called Lurk. Lurk loves you. Hi, Lurk. Lurk is another wonderful uh, artist and uh, kind of character illustrator. I don't know if I've annoyed him by calling him that. Lurk, how are you doing, man? Can't believe ah! what you just called me. <laughs> Lurk, I don't know if you had a question for uh, Ricardo because you, requ you requested to come up. Yeah, I mean, I think me and Ricardo have some similar motives so i was just like um i just wanted to give him some flowers if anything ben but also just ask like with the eyes like did you get that influence a lot from um cubism because that's where i got it. or like oh. i got a little bit from um a lot of traditional art coming out of africa too so i was just wondering if like that's where it came from the same place because i think we have some similar sort of things going on yeah it's, it's true that uh, hello lord 
um, uh, thanks for the question. It's true that, that you could find the inspiration there, but not. In fact, I'm not the biggest fan of cubism, to be honest. Um, they used to tend they, they tend to use ugly colors, and I'm more about um, uh, you know pure colors. But um, if I have to uh, link this with uh, any kind of um, previous visual, it's more related with um, religious art in in medieval age, especially. It was the symbolism. Uh, it was really uh, it was a big thing. Um, they were using symbols for take, for talking about something higher or, big, or bigger, and this type of um, uh, choices about using an extra set of eyes of everything. I've seen those in in some uh, illuminated books uh, from uh, early medieval age. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, that's awesome, man. I was just I was just wondering, like, like I think I probably got a little bit of that medieval thing in there as well growing up in england you know yeah um yeah. but i was just i was just wondering like if it was like a similar thing because we all me you ben we're obviously from the same era and like all that you know so like there's obviously i think we just all get the same influences in there and i love your artwork by the way i think we've been following each other for a long time thank you so, so if you're much. not following ricardo everybody make sure you're following and look and look <laughs> thanks, thanks look. Look. I, I really yes, appreciate that um uh so look we are almost at time um if anybody else uh, yeah. had a question then now would be a great time to ask but um i think I, I am so so excited to be sharing this collection under the audio galleries banner like i'm absolutely honored if i'm honest ricardo and i'm really really grateful to both you and andre for the way that you have been so kind of like open and excitable and open to suggestion in terms of how we pull this together. I think it's a wonderful collection. It's beautiful representation of your practice. And so I just wanted to say thank you so much. Also, you mustn't ever worry about your English because you speak perfectly. <laughs> and and well, I think I, I think it was you, something speaks better English yeah. than me, mate. <laughs> but I think it was something that perhaps you worried yourself about because it's you or you you've been really, really a great guest and I'm really, really grateful. So thank you. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm I have to say the same thing. I mean I'm really, really I feel honored and um you know, it's it's. I'm. I feel like a newbie. I'm a newbie in, in Web three. Um, all of us. But I mean, I, I'm not. Not the hundred percent of my work is is based on that. Uh, so being hosted by you and being helped and being chosen by you, it's it's been a, an honor, a pleasure that I. I so I just. I just hope we can continue doing the beautiful I'm things. I'm certain we can. And thank you to Andre also. Okay, guys, look, I'm going to wrap because uh, it has been a full hour. Thank you to Tristan. Appreciate you and your time. Go have some wonderful jet-lagged meetings and then a rest this weekend. <laughs> thank you to the team from Rug Radio for coming up and, uh, and joining the show. Thanks again to Sabrina, who sits behind the OpenSea account, and to Sigrid, my colleague and co-founder of Audio Galleries. Really, really appreciate you all. People, if you have not been yet, you must head over to OpenSea.io and on the homepage banner, you will see this wonderful collection by Ricardo called The Inventory. Please go check it out and then mint. It is 0.029 Ethereum. There are 999 pieces available. Uh, it's a beautiful collection. And as you now know, it will lead to more, this narrative that Ricardo is telling through Web3, and I cannot wait to be a part of that. Um, thanks so much, everyone. Ricardo, last words from you? Thank you. Um, I just want to say thank you. I'm, I'm, 
I'm, I'm really happy with uh, everything that's happening today. So thank you so awesome. much. Thanks, guys. I'm going to play out with Ricardo's Choice in the Garage by Weezer. Oh, my God, I love this band. And, uh, yeah, have a good weekend, everyone. GM. This is Audio Galleries.